So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash LisaTheYarnista. everybody welcome to the elise of the yarnista podcast for this sunday march 4th 2017 my name is mike by my side putting a lotion bar all over her hands is elisa the yarnista herself how you doing today elisa i'm good i don't know what else i can say i'm good you're, you're better now that you're better are not- now that i feel like my thumb cuticle is not going to just continue like peeling itself off well that's a good thing yeah. That sounds horribly painful. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's 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 dry and it's peeling off. And then I keep chewing on it and picking at it and that doesn't help. No, that sounds But miserable. I can't help myself. So thank you everybody for joining us. I don't even know where I'm going at this point. I feel like I'm trying some new things and I, I'm not sure what's happening. I feel like this is, I feel like we're off to a bad start, Elisa. You're fine. I think, I think so? you're fine. Yes. Okay. Should, do you want me to take over? No, I think. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. You can if you <laughs> that want was to. That's a very quick answer. <laughs> no, because I think I'm doing okay. I'm you're just doing all right. Keeping an eye on things, making sure all the lines are where they need to be. Multitasking. Well, that's what I do. It's what I'm paid to do while I'm here at the Elisa producing. The Elisa the Arnisa podcast. I was telling the mailman today that you get paid. Um, oh, no, no. It was um, yesterday when um, my friend Danae stopped in that I, I told her that um, her and her husband, that, that Finn, I think, maybe it was when they were there. I think it might have been when they were there. That you, Finn gets paid, her two-year-old, he gets paid in about the same as you get paid, which is um, thank yous and um, blown kisses. Yeah. Which is, it. he's he's more than happy about that, because last time they came in, it was really, really sad, because he wanted me to pick him up. Oh, but I was really, sick? really sick, yeah. and I wouldn't, I couldn't pick him up, and I, my heart broke. Yeah. His face was so sad. Ah, he's, I'm sure he... He's resilient. He's he understands that, that. Oh, he doesn't came, he? Oh, he did I mean, not. He, no? He did not understand why I would not pick him up. It was so sad. Poor kid. So he'll probably recover though. Forty years from now, he won't even remember that. Oh, that we were happened. friends again when he came when they came in yesterday. I'm sure. So, yeah. All right. So everybody, as always, we do encourage you to shop local. But if you're going to do some online shopping at Amazon.com, make sure you first go to AlisaTheArnista.com because over on the right hand side, there's some uh, Amazon affiliate stuff over there. You'll see one for Amazon uh, itself. You'll see one for Audible. Audible, right? Audible. Mm-hmm. And if you click on that, that'll take you to Amazon.com. From there, you do your shopping just as normal. Nothing changes at all for you. They don't jack the price. They don't change anything whatsoever. But when you check out, there's a good chance that Amazon will uh, give us a little commission here on the purchase, uh, which helps us pay for all of our equipment and uh, food and all of those kinds of fun things that you need to survive and live. Um, mattress toppers. Mattress toppers. Yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah. It does. Even at fifty percent off, they still they still cost something. They do. Okay, now that you brought that up, do we need to talk about that? Because that sounds maybe questionable, doesn't it? Well, considering <laughs> that like ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening to this right now were not here for that part of the conversation that happened well, like you can ten talk, minutes ago. How about you talk about it when we talk about what you did this week? Okay. Yeah, that's a good spot to talk about it. Sure. But anyway, stay tuned. Go to Amazon, buy some stuff. Click through com. help us out, give us money. Yeah, and I posted something. I, well, no, not the end, because I posted no, something a couple days ago. You're so mean. <laughs> no, um, I posted something a couple days ago on my Facebook page. Um, the um, Anybody that 
you know, if, if you're new, this will be something for you to check out. If you've been around listening for a while, you know I'm a little bit of a me, you know, borderline stalker with Nom, Michelle Tam of Nom Nom Paleo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I. I I I like my I have a little action figure, but you know you shouldn't have an action figure if you don't want stalkers. You sure, so, yeah, <laughs> or, or a certain level of, of of love or obsession. So, um, the uh, the Nom Nom Paleo um, Michelle has been working on a new cookbook that will be coming out. I think it's August first, um, and the Amazon has an amazing deal on it right now. Um, it's called Ready or Not. So it's um, 150 plus make ahead, make over, and make now recipes. So it's going to be super fast. And I, I, I've always loved her food anyway because it's really fast and really easy. It's minimal ingredients. Just make sure you have enough fish sauce in your pantry. Fish sauce and everything. Fish sauce and everything. Which is fine. It's good. Um, yeah, and I made the Cantonese, um, the Cantonese egg custard the other night that was oh, really good i yeah. forgot about that that was really good i'd never made a savory egg custard so um but yeah so the book right now is on pre-order amazon doesn't charge you until the book actually ships to you so the pre-order price guarantee um is really cool and i haven't ever seen anything this low um it's the hardcover price is $17.98 right now. What is the list price? $35. So it's almost 50% off. And her cookbooks, I mean, it's worth every single penny. Wow. I couldn't believe it when I saw it go that low. I saw it at like 23 or something and I was going to order that. And then, yeah. So that made me really happy. And and you don't know how long it's going to be at that price. So when right. you, you hear this, it may or may not be that price. Yeah. But go to com. Click on the thing to go to Amazon and then uh, go buy that book. Actually, maybe I'll just put a link directly yep. to it from from and even if it's the uh, website. I guarantee, even if it's you know, even if the price changes before you know, by the time you listen to this, I'm sure it's still it's still going to be worth every twenty two or twenty three dollars or whatever it is at that time. I mean, it'll be worth thirty five for you. It's worth thirty five. It would be worth thirty five considering how much you uh, use her yeah. recipes. So, but that's yep. the hardcover version, even too. So that's a. Uh, yeah, and I love her. I love her cookbooks. They're just everything is so simple. She has a lot of soups and just really easy, flavorful stuff. Yeah, can't yeah. ever go wrong with it. Everything I've had that you've made has been really good. Mm. That's because I make it with love. Of course, that's a that's the main ingredient. Ingredient number one, love mm-hmm. in everything. All right, so let's uh, move on to some. What kind of things have you been knitting? With love. With love. L- love in cooking, love in knitting, love everywhere. So I finished something this week. Well, I finished it a week and a half ago. We talked about the down. It was it was drying last week. Yeah. So I, okay. I finished my Wolf River by Dandelion Girl. Um, Melissa, I can't Sounds say like her, a question. I can't say her last name. Well, she's Dandelion isn't spelled the normal way you spell it. You can't say it as in as in she's like in she's in hiding in some sort of a witness protection program, or it's, it's just a complicated, Schwatsky difficult name or something. I can't say it, and I know Jane is listening because Jane knows her, and I Jane. That's all. Ask Jane. Jane, please tell me how to say her last name correctly next time I see you, or email us with the phonetic. Are you gonna Google it? I was gonna do the. Uh, they have that. Like, how do you pronounce names? stuff I, all the time i, don't I know. have to spell it and i don't think i can spell okay. it either maybe maybe we'll, after that well in the after show maybe we'll uh, hook that up but um yeah so she's actually she's a she's a local designer in our well in the wisconsin area um and i knit i started this for as a shop sample um a while ago and then it took a back seat and um i loved every moment of knitting it it's full of technique it has lace so it's a it's a sweater with um it's basically two square pieces with a neck in it, and then you uh, seam it together, and then pop on some sleeves and a uh, neckband. And it's a nice looking sweater. You just make sure that you put the the sleeve decreases on the right side of the sleeve, like not the on the top, arm, not on the top of the sleeve. So yeah, and I blocked it. Um, I was a little worried that it was going to be short because it is a little bit short in the picture. So if anybody's knitting it, I would encourage you to maybe consider um, before you uh start the the neck 
the neck shaping to consider how long you, maybe you might want it longer because she it's she's the the picture of her wearing it is super cute because she's got like a little lacy tank on underneath it so it's a little bit higher waisted so if somebody would want it a little bit longer you could easily add a little bit more weight to it or a little bit more length to it so but yeah I did this in um, Plymouth Homestead um, and I blocked it the lace will block out um, and it looks a little because it's lace so it looks a little like scrunchy and too small like while you're knitting it um but you can block it pretty aggressively and get some extra extra length and width out of it i used our blocking wires and um the knitter's pride um the the knit blockers which are i just got some more back in stock today neat so um they're on the website but they're yeah they're really nice they're like little combs with like deadly little needles on the end but it's nice because you don't have to use as many um as many you don't have to use as many as like if you were using pens so, yeah, it says, caution, knit blockers contain sharp, all in capital letters. Pens, yeah, which may be dangerous if not used correctly. So, um, yeah. Don't don't let your children play with them. It's also on here as, you know, as well, just in case. Yeah, I think that's probably good advice. Yeah. So, they scare um, me a little bit, and I'm an old man. Yeah, I really I really like them. They, they work really, really well. But, um, yeah. So. And it was super easy to block out because, like I said, it's just two square panels for the body. So I was able to just I put a couple blocking wires in the sides and pulled it out and then um, pinned it and then pulled the bottom down a little bit and pinned that out. But, yeah, I'm this so one's it's done. So this, I'm done. And this one's for the store. Um, and I have to I'm, I want to knit one for myself. So in, you know, gray. Cool. Because who doesn't need a gray sweater? Or like eight of them. I wear them no, all. It's a sharp looking. I'll be curious to see what the uh, the patterning looks like in a gray as opposed to that kind of greenish color. I think it'll be really pretty. I mean, you, I'm, I have a light gray that I want to do oh, for sure. it. So I think it'll be really pretty. And it'll be yeah. really versatile. So, and I like, it's just, it, it's the, the neckline. Sometimes like with necklines, it's hard. Like I'm today, today I'm wearing my, my Cromwell pullover. And sometimes it has a little bit wider neckline, so sometimes it's harder to wear something underneath it. Um, the neckline on this is narrow enough that um, it's not going to be weird or funky to wear something underneath it and have it showing like a weird shape. So, cool. Um, but yeah, so that is very exciting. Um, I don't know where to set it. I'll set it right here. Right there. That. Um, and then what do I have on the needles? Oh, um, so last week did I have it cast on last week? The first one on there? I'm not I sure what remember. we're talking about. The first one that's on there? I don't remember if I had it. I must have. I must have had I it think cast you on. Were Did I just barely started? Yeah, my Amberly shawl. I am now so Amberly by um Shannon Cook or very Shannon. Um and I'm knitting it in Julie Aslan nurtured. I am this far now. I so I'm two I'm almost through the first um, the fir- the main color. I have one and a half repeats of the of the patterning left before I changed the contrast color. I was afraid I was going to run out of yarn, or I was I was afraid I wasn't going to. I was afraid my gauge was off because I had too much yarn. Because we talked last week about gauge, which I got. So so yeah. at knitting this week, <laughs> um, I was um talking about how I was worried that my 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 gauge might not be right on this because I like I'm barely into I'm just going to be joining my third skein of the main color and I only have like one and a half repeats left of the patterning but triangular shawls are tricky um they're a little um they're a little sneaky because you think they're like you cast on you're like oh this is going so fast I'm making so much progress and then the rows get longer and longer Mm -hmm. and longer so I think I'm probably going to be going through all of the because I think you may not need depending on your gauge you might not need the fourth of the main color but um, we'll see how it how it turns out but it's gone really fast so I have barely anything left of the first ball like I have maybe 10 yards maybe 8 yards 10 yards um so I'll be joining my third ball and I think I'll be going through most of that and then I'll be on to the edging but I'm at the point now where I can remember like what the patterning is so I don't even need to really pay attention nice so um so this one has been a lot of fun um what else do I have um 
I have the collar finished on timber, which I think was the point I was at last week. I had to I have to place the eighteen stitch markers to get the get it set up for the 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 yoke and yeah eight, literally so eighteen. Track of. So I I have not done that because I think I'm going to do that tomorrow when I can lock myself in a room yeah. with, with nice with some silence um, and focus on that. And then I have my second pair of smooth operators. Are you can do it. I don't have it. What? Oh, it's all confusing in here. I got all optimistic the other day when I, because uh, I, I thought, oh, I'm almost done with these. So I grabbed another uh, another ball of the Advent yarn because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be casting on a new pair in like two seconds. And oh, apparently I was extra optimistic because I have. Are those the same? Oh, no, they're different. Two. I, I grabbed two, so apparently I was really optimistic about well, I, what progress I was going to make. Better to be prepared okay. and have more than you need than not enough. Um. So yeah, I am literally like finishing at my toe decreases. So I have to finish the heels. Those don't but, take long, then. Nope. I should be able to get these finished this weekend if I have some free time. I have a couple of things I have to work on, but yeah, these are almost done, and these are super fun. They look even better on camera. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty good. They probably look about the same as they do, like, not on camera, but I, I see them. So seeing things from a distance is a little bit different than seeing them, like, like within, up, like, yeah. you know, 12 inches of your face. Yeah. So, yeah, so they are, yeah, they're really cool. And as I've read some, I feel like I read somewhere that somebody said to um, to take pictures of what you're working on and look at it that way because then it's going to look a little bit it looks different in a picture it gives you a little bit of yeah makes sense a little bit of distance so yeah so these are really fun so these are almost done um so if i finish these okay when i finish these um i'm going to cast on pair number three which i'm apparently completely prepared for because i already have the first two colors in there um and then i may have wound my skein of uh opal six ply into two balls before i left work today good to knit vanilla is the new black because it's a really cool sock pattern it has really awesome heel shaping on it um there's fingering weight um so there's a fingering weight version that's top down um there's a fingering weight version that she added that's toe up and then um there she there's a, also a new um six ply or dk weight sport or dk weight version so that's what i'm going to do with the with the opal so i'm really excited to do that and then i'm hoping to get back to my west coast card again this weekend so yeah i don't have i i have some stuff going on but i think i'll i think the amberly i'll have that done in time for the knitters guild meeting good which is the 13th a week right? from yep a week from monday from monday yep so, and I'm really excited. So, it'll be fun. Yeah. It's always fun. It goes so fast, but it's, it's like, a, it's hard work. It's a long day, but yeah, when it's a, a whirlwind of activity that starts and ends and all of a sudden you're done, you're packing up and you're leaving. And and we'll talk more about that once uh, once we get through that and once that happens, but. Yeah. So, I'm, it's, it's kind of fun. I've been, I I feel like my projects have been a little bit more under control lately. Good. Which is good. Yeah. Seems like you're finishing a lot of things or getting close to the point of finishing. Yeah. This spring has been, well, getting out of winter. And I, I think I've just been so busy that I haven't been able, I haven't even had a chance to really get like real like starditis. Yeah. And like cast on all of the things because I've been so busy doing other stuff. So yeah. um, I did, I talked to um, a knitter at the store and she, she said, oh, well, I've been, you know, I had, she ended up somewhere without, um, without knitting she ended up in the emergency room without knitting and i'm like she had to this is funny she had to ask her husband to go she was going to be at the knitting at the emergency room for a while so she had to ask her husband to go into her stash and get out yarn and i apparently he was horrified because he didn't how know how much was in there he didn't know what she had so um so yeah and i said i never go anywhere without my knitting yeah um so, and I've I've actually had gotten to the point that I was like overly optimistic and like I wanted to cast on things and I have yarn wound for a lot of things and I was carrying it around with me and I, th- I feel like it was a couple of months ago that I'm like, you know, I, I can maybe have like one potential project in my bag, but that's it. If I have like four projects that are on the needles, I don't need any more than like one hopeful, like I might have time to cast this on. Yeah. 
So that's that's really helped because, I mean, I'm down to one project bag or one project basket that I take with me. So that's helped to keep things more manageable. So, yeah. And it's fun finishing things and knowing what I have going on and mm-hmm. not getting yelled at by people for having. Well, you get a sense of accomplishment by finishing. Otherwise, if you just, you're starting new things constantly or in the middle of things, you don't really get that kind of satisfaction of finishing. Well, and I finish things, but it's just, it's such a weird, it's it's having to find the balance between what I want to do, like, for personal projects. Because I used to have all, you know, before we opened the store, I used to have all the time in the world to knit personal projects because yep. that's all it was. And then now I have to balance it with work projects, which a lot of times they push everything else to the side. Yeah. So. It's prioritizing. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I kind of have like two cues. I have my projects and Firefly's cue, Firefly's cue going on yep. at the same time. But I'm doing better. And it, yeah, it feels good getting stuff done. And we need some fresh shop, shop samples. So. Yep. It's fun. Yeah. I enjoy everything I've been knitting lately, too. I haven't had any like real. You should. Knock on wood. I haven't had any real like bad issues come up so nothing that has really like deflated my knitting ego lately yeah so that's good good but yeah that's all i got that's it i think that's it yeah good stuff that's it. good stuff so um, we might as well take a step back because i feel like we started the conversation and if we want to talk about this because you did so what about my trip to joanne fabrics oh actually yeah. i did what, two of them I think, or in the last week or so. So, that's not funny. I had coupons no, and everything. No, no. You sound like a proper old lady going to yeah. Joanne Fabrics. Well, because I went to get uh, mattress toppers because I got, like, the really, really cheap one. Well, and actually, they're not that cheap. Like, the king side one was, like, 60 bucks, but with a 50% off coupon. It's only 30 Then it's only 30 If you do the math, you'll figure out. And you don't have to worry about like the comfort quality or the orthopedic no. quality because you're not even you're not even like using it for that function. No, because I don't even care about that. All Just I'm go doing get some cans of great stuff and spray that on the walls. I'm not sure that would stick. That would take like 18 cans. It'd probably be more expensive. And they had to carve it all down. So I just went and I got those because uh, right here in this room, it's kind of a, a small side bedroom that we use for our recording studio. So it's where we've got the desk and my computer is set up here and, you know, the shelves like behind us. It's like a nursery us. size. Like it would be good for yeah. like a nursery. Or a small kid with like a twin size bed or something. But yeah. it's it's a very, it's a pretty small room. But there is a nice size closet, kind of a square shaped closet off to the side, which is right there. And in that closet is I'm be building kind of a uh, makeshift recording booth because if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have ambitions or desires to get into some sort of a, a voice acting thing. And so I finally just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. There was all kinds of junk in there. There was a dresser full of, uh, like, gift bags and wrapping paper and tissue paper. And there was all just all kinds of random things in there that didn't need to be there. And so cleaned all that stuff out of there. There's still some stuff in there, but cleaned all that out of there. I took most of it out of there because most of it was, like, boxes and, like, my stuff. Because it's, like, clothes that I didn't want to get rid of because I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'm going to use these and piece them together to make something for, you yeah. know, repurpose it. And then I had um, boxes of stuff that were from my parents, including um, leather um, tooling supplies. Yeah. So just all kinds of random things that were not being used. They were in there to the point that, I mean, even if you wanted to use them, there was probably not a good way to do that. And so... Okay, Lisa's going to leave. She's checking on dinner because this is what happens. But you're talking. I'm, I will keep talking. I hope so. Well, for a little while anyway. So anyway, point being, my, my goal or plan is to turn this into kind of a recording booth because we've got, obviously, for the podcast, we've got the microphones and the mixer and all that kind of good stuff that, we, that you need for that. And so I put up, because uh, you can buy baffling. And you can buy, if you uh, go on uh, well, Amazon.com, you can find this stuff, like you see in recording studios, where they've got either the, it's usually black cubes that are like slats, or it looks like egg crates that you can put up on the wall. But square footage-wise, those things are really expensive. And the mattress toppers basically do the same thing, which is you want to kind of muffle it, and you you, you basically want to avoid... Um, you want to you want to make sure the sound is not bouncing around the walls and, and echoing and, and uh, causing issues with that. You want a, a good sound quality. So I got a king size, got a queen size, 
wrap those around. I haven't done anything as far as gluing it to the walls yet because really I don't think I'm going to have to. It doesn't look like for, it's going anywhere. It's kind of starting to, like that one is starting to kind of fall down a little bit. So I meant to do something toward the top there. But then I, I need to get like a twin size to put up on the ceiling. And that should probably do it. And I've got the mic stand in there and some other things. So that's pretty much ready to go. But I went in to Joanne's and I got the things and I got my 50% off coupon. And I got out. So if anybody out there is in a position that you need somebody to do voiceover work for oh, I a you're gonna offer video. To, you're gonna, you, you, I thought you were going to start offering to go to Joanne's for people. No, I'm definitely not going to do that. No. <laughs> you might get some takers there. No, I definitely won't do that. But yeah, any kind of, you've got a phone IVR, you've got uh, explainer videos, training videos, whatever you want to do. I would be willing to do any of that for mere pennies per word. However that works, I'm not even sure yet. But that's 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 the story that Elisa alluded to earlier that we talked about before we started recording. It looks it looks not terrible. No, it looks like a, a recording booth. We'll get a picture of you in there once it's all done. How about there you that? Go. That sounds good. That sounds fun. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking about this, so is everything okay down there or what's happening? Yeah. Oh, it smells like delicious sweet potatoes in the kitchen okay. right now. Good. Yeah. I took them out. I just assumed they were done. Oh, okay. Cool. So. Since we're talking about it, we might as well. I think the oven might still be on, but that's okay. Do you want to go turn the oven off? We'll be down there in half an hour. It'll be okay. All right. I hope I hope the house doesn't burn the down. The house is not going to burn down. Oh, Rollo says, hi, I'm here. The house might burn down. So, um, what am I? Oh, kitchen. Um, so tonight what we're making is a sweet potato and cashew um, dip that is um, by, it is. Nom Nom Paleo. It is not. Oh, what? She, she made it, but it is from, I have it in my, own pull up my real plans app. It is, um, it is by, actually, it's Sweet Potato Cashew Dip from Tess Masters. Um, I don't know who that is. Michelle does, so she's done, like, it's from her book that's, like, blending. So, like, everything in this book is all, like, blended. Um, and this one, so it's a, it's a, it's a dip with, it's a creamy dip. It's, um... Dairy-free, gluten-free, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, whatever, you know, unless you have, like, an, unless you can't eat, like, one of the ingredients, I mean, it's, like, really good for, like, diet types. Um, And it has um, sweet potatoes, cashews, um, some curry powder, um, some sautéed onions and stuff like that, and some garlic. Um, But then you blend, you blitz it all in the, uh, in the Vitamix or your high-powered blender, and it's like this creamy dip. So mm. that's what we're going to have for our appetizer as I'm trying to get our other stuff done. So, yeah, it is – Michelle does – she did it with this. Um, a lot of times when there are cookbooks that come out, um, she'll, um, like, demo a recipe. And this one was a Facebook Live recipe. that she. So every Wednesday she does a Facebook Live video which she is super fun to watch. Her kids are like way fun. They come in and bouncing around. Um, her one, her oldest son helps out with um, the video and a- asking her questions from the from the live stream. So it's 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 really cool. So this is the one that she did this week, um, and it's just fun to see her cook. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm weird for like enjoying, but you enjoy watching people play video games. There are a million and people cooking on on YouTube and everywhere else. So that's not I a weird love thing. watching her. She's just yeah. She's she's just, she's just she's adorable, personable, and I mean yeah. Her her food is really good. So um, but yeah, this dip you can have it with vegetables, crudite. Is that right? I'm not sure what that is. Veggie platter, crudite, I think that's what it's called. Um, oh, yeah. yeah otherwise, yeah. with uh, um, plantain chips, which I ordered the plantain chips that she recommended. And, yeah, they're really good. So We'll see about that. We will. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> if, if, if they're not good, we will be sending an email to uh, right, we Michelle will. Tam at Nom Nom Paleo. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then, um, so while that's going, we are going to, we, I will be making um, the Cuban pork tacos, um, which those are really good too. We had them before. Um, so it's a, oh, Rollo, don't go in there. He really wants to go in the, the yeah, recording I told, booth. Yeah, he wants to go in the recording booth. Yeah, you want to go hang out in there? 
You want that to be your new bedroom? Would that be so much fun? It's so cozy. Close them in there. Oh, you'd yeah. love it. Put it. Just put a doggy door in. Good. So, um, the Cuban pork, I call them tacos. They call I think they do them as lettuce wraps. Mm. Um, but it's, so it's pork, um, with some seasoning, Cuban seasonings in the crock pot or in the instant pot in our case. And then, um, the slaw is it's purple cabbage and, um, a bunch of dill pickles. Good dill pickles and I'm mustard. Okay with so pickles. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a coleslaw, but there's um, a bunch of dill pickles and a bunch mm. of mustard in it. So it was really good the last time so, we had it. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then you put some avocados on there for creaminess. I mean, we're not paleo, so we'll probably break out the Swiss cheese to go with it too. Sure. You know, Cuban pork sandwiches are always good with Swiss cheese. Everything is good with cheese of any yeah. kind. We're in Wisconsin. Yeah. So. Um, but I'm going to try this time because we're not going to do them with lettuce because I didn't have you get – when we have plenty of lettuce, we could do it with romaine. But um, I'm going to try and make some cassava tortillas. So cassava's from the yuck lamp. So, You're going to make the tortillas? Yeah. Okay. A How super, does that process go? Well, Real Plans says – Uh-oh. Super, it, it sounds super easy. And my friend Elizabeth, there's a similar recipe. Um but she, there's a cassava flour is really versatile, and she makes a pizza crust out of it too. Huh. So it's from from the yucca plant. So, um, hmm. so it's uh, cassava flour, arrowroot, um, which arrowroot kind of thickens things, but I think it has some elasticity to it too. A um, little bit of flaxseed, sea salt, coconut oil, and some water. So. You pretty much mix everything and then you massage it until it's well combined and crumbly. And then you add the water and then the dough is sticky and then eventually it becomes smooth. Hmm. All right. We'll see how that process goes. And then 50 grams per tortilla. And we have a tortilla press. I was looking at this and thinking oh, yeah. you need to roll it out. And then I'm like, wait a second. And it says, or if you have a, t- a tortilla press. And I'm like, we have one. We actually have one of those. Which my parents gave it to us. And yeah. I'm like, well, they're like, do you want this? We got a different one that we like better. And I'm like, sure. We will sit on a shelf and it'll be decoration. But I'm going to use that tonight. So I thought that would be good. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm not sure what we're doing tomorrow. It's going to depend on if there are ribs available in Beaver Dam. Because I we'll see. went on a rib search on Monday and did not find any. I bet over the course of the week somebody got some in somewhere. Well, and I'm wondering if maybe they're just not, like, readily available. I was going to have you check at Costco, but I forgot. They must. Somebody's got And I'm sure it'd be, like, you know, half cow ribs in that case. Otherwise, we might have thought. That sounds good, too. But it's going to depend if I have time to read up in my new um, pho cookbook. 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 (laughs) It still sounds terrible. It's it's the best pho cookbook out there. So, um, and actually if the, it's, it's a new release, um, but, oh, and you, you can say who it's by again. I, my, my headphones feel like they're falling off. So I'm going to make an adjustment here. I'm not sure You're gonna why. You're going to say the author's name. Well, we can put a link to this. So, um. I can still say the author's name. I okay. just can't, can I can't hear it? myself say it. It's, uh, Andrea Wynn. Okay. Cause I don't know how to say stuff that has that many consonants and two vowels. It's not at all how it looks. That's why, yeah. So, um, and I only know how to do that because I know how to do that. Otherwise, I wouldn't. It looks like Nguyen, but it's not. It's, it's just right. Well, I'd say Nugen. New, yeah, that's not right either. No. It's, it, it's much easier than it looks. How is it? Win. Win? Yeah. Well, there's too many letters for that. Well, you'd think so. <laughs> says the lady with the last name that married into a family with like 18 vowels and two consonants and one last name. (laughs) So um, this book is all about pho. So if you like pho, this is like, I think the like definitive source to go to for it. So um, it's, there's some history about it, some basic broth recipes. There's more involved um, pho broth recipes, but there's also like quick and easy ones. Um, If you want a little bit of a kind of just a, a, a little bit of a peek of what's in here. Um, Michelle Tam of Nom Nom Paleo. I know. I know. Um, she um, she did a 
live demo and um, posted her version of um, one of the recipes. Or posted one of the recipes um, on her on her blog. So it's a chicken um, with uh, zucchini needles. N- noodles was. That sounds pokey. Zucchini noodles. Oh, not needles. Yeah, not needles. Definitely noodles. So, um, yeah, zucchini noodles. And I thought it was interesting because she was posting pictures. She was talking about she, his, Michelle's. She's she's Asian and she like they have a lot of like Vietnamese food and just mm-hmm. like a lot of that food and they have there. She does eat rice occasionally and some stuff like that. And um, she's gotten some grief from the food community because no, you're paleo, you can't have that. And she says, oh. I. I understand. She said, it doesn't make me feel good when I have it. She said, I know I'm going to be lethargic after I eat it. So, you know, I plan that we're going to eat and then we're going to go out for a hike afterwards because she's like, I am not giving up, you know, the rice noodles with my foot. There's nothing wrong with rice. Rice is one of the most clean foods you can eat. But she knows that it makes her feel a little bit tired. So no, she plans doesn't. accordingly. I, I dispute that it's right a, now. She said it's the carbs in it. Oh, don't make Michelle mad, Mike. She will... Not like me we'll anymore. have to give Michelle a call and tell her how to eat properly. So yeah, so she said, yeah, I have rice every once in a while. She's those are the those are the decisions that I make. So yeah, and I just I had to order some more rice noodles too. So because I had ordered plantain chips, and then I had to order some rice noodles, so I got everything all at the same time. So we have we're we're fully stocked. I love pho. It's so good. Yeah, we haven't had it for a while. Either. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's really good. I still curious, the whole chicken pho thing is interesting because I assume you cook the chicken before you put it in. Yes, because otherwise, no, not all pho you don't put raw milk, raw meat on it. No, probably not. So there's chicken pho like Although right on the cover. I did just hear so one of the podcasts that I listened to they were talking about this because apparently in so uh, giantbomb.com. Uh, Drew, one of the guys that, that actually he, his last day was yesterday. It was very sad. I'm not happy. I'm having a bad day. The blonde guy? Yeah. Okay. He left. He's I, He has not... He's s- like too handsome and too like swarthy. Yeah. Would that be the right way to like be like, you know, a geeky gamer? No, he's... he's Well, yeah. He's he's leaving. We don't yet know what he's doing. Something super secret? Well, so far. I think legally he probably wasn't in oh, a position that yeah. he could say until he actually was gone and left and he still hasn't said yet. But anyway, he was just recently in Japan mm. and they were talking about their various like eggs and chicken and different things and how they they have chicken sashimi. There are places that will serve you chicken sashimi, which it seems like a really, come... really bad idea. But I don't think he said he didn't try it, but it, apparently it is something that's available. And that sounds I no, I would never that. No, I would try it. <laughs> Just no, 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 you wouldn't. That would be dumb. We have. Well, and Japan sounds like an amazing place to go. Mm-hmm. Like if we were able to pick, you know, well, OK, I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to New Zealand. I want. I would like to maybe New Zealand is way above Australia. I think, but I would love to go to Japan and because the food, like Anthony Bourdain, he has said that he has learned the most and had the best food experiences in Japan. Yeah, yeah. The whole country seems it's really interesting. Very yeah, very interesting flavors and yeah, mm-hmm. just very the culture is just yeah, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So huh. So a little, little chicken yeah. sashimi. Yeah, I don't know no. about that. Nope. Nope. I try it. Nope. And then you would die. I try anything. And then you would die. I would try the puffer fish thing and risk my life before I would eat raw chicken. I would not eat puffer fish. Oh, I would. I'm a sissy. But at least that is like fish, and you know that eating raw fish is generally okay, depending on what you're Except eating. Except it's a deadly fish. But not if they do it right. So I'm one, I wonder, like, how the chicken sashimi, if it's, like, fresh from the chicken. Well, probably, but still. It's still raw chicken. <laughs> it just, like, the texture, I just seem, I've cut raw chicken. It is really gross. There are some grocery stores where you get juice all over your hands when you pick up the well, meat, and that's really and gross that's too. Bad and enough. that's yeah, and that's kind of and yeah. You gonna eat that? No, no. Oh, my grandma used to make my cranky German grandma <laughs> used to make chicken sashimi. <laughs> she, to, she did not make chicken sashimi. Chicken sashimi. She Good. used to make um, uh, steak tartare. Oops, sorry. Sure. Um, with uh, I mean, so we were eating raw steak and raw eggs. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's a thing. That's not. That's a thing. Well, apparently chicken sashimi is a thing. Is it a new thing or has it been around for a while? I assume raw meat's been around for a long time, but not something that modern human beings should be eating. I don't know. I like I like raw beef. Okay, you go ahead and eat raw chicken. You tell me I'm how not good gonna, it is. No, I wouldn't just like. <laughs> no, I'm not going to like go to the grocery store and pick up some chicken and then just not cook it. That I'm I. But if I was in Japan. All right, we'll see if we ever make it to Japan. Go to Amazon. Go to AliceTheArtista.com. Click on the Amazon affiliate banner, so we get a commission and we can make enough money to go to go to Japan. And so Elisa can Elisa, eat chicken sashimi. Well, no, I, there are I like a million other the, things that I would have. I will video the whole thing of Elisa eating chicken sashimi. And then a video it will of, video you eating the blowfish that's going to kill dying. you. No. I don't know if I'd eat it. We'll see. I've had brain tacos. That, I that again, it's cooked. And I'm dying to get some beef tongue for my friend Teresa so I can make some. That uh, is completely different so than I can, raw chicken. I can make some. It's still weird. Well, yeah. It's raw un- chicken. Unusual, but it's not. It's cooked. It's. I'm guessing people that they would discontinue the sale of the chicken sashimi if people were dropping dead. Yeah, probably. So that's not the best move for business because um, I'm assuming you want people to keep if coming you're back. people. Yeah, if they keep dying because of the food that you're giving them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah, it's no. It's no. Hmm. Nope. Nope, nope. Any other kitchen things you want to talk about? I felt like there was something else, but you got me all off track with the the chicken sashimi because I've never heard of that. (laughs) That, Yuck. Nope. I think that's probably it. I don't know. We have a couple things on the menu for tomorrow, but nothing overly exciting i don't think we made anything the oh that cantonese egg custard that one's on michelle's um on her recipes too that one was really good i was yep. I, I i am not the biggest fan of eggs so i wasn't sure how that was going to turn out and i really really liked it yeah it was good it was good so, all right yeah that's that's all i got for in the kitchen I all think. right you know what i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> I, I pushed the button on the Canadian canoes and I changed my mind because oh I'm, my I, gosh, I can't take you anywhere. I want to get to the other thing first. So we're going to, uh, we're going to, we may come back to the news. We'll see. Cause I've got plenty of things lined up for Canadian canoes. But before that, we're going to do this. Here's the milk. Oh, it's never fails. Oh, it makes me want to oh, wag my oh, tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, so we have come to the end of our uh, contest drawing raffle type thing. Our February giveaway. February giveaway is coming to a close. And so here's the thing. We got several email entries, questions, other things in the last week or so since the last episode of the podcast. However, The last week really picked up. It picked up. However, we are not going to go over those today. What? We are not going to go over those today. We're going to huh? save those for a little bit because here's the thing. And we're, we've been trying to figure out how we're going to make this happen. And Rollo's being annoying. I'm not sure what that's all so about. So would anybody like a husky? I can, uh, I'm thinking that might be the way to go. I'll be back in a second. What's happening? What are you doing? Why are you leaving? I think he's fine. No, he's going to stand in the hallway. He's going to bark some more. Come on. I think so. All right, so no, he's right here by me. He just wants pets. <laughs> he's. You told me to lock him out, so I was gonna go lock. Him oh out. no, that would be annoying. Oh, you weren't serious? No, no. <laughs> that was my bad. I I took you seriously for the first time oh, ever. Aww. Yeah, don't do that. Yes, hi. Oh, and I was gonna stand up. So here's. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love you too. Oh um, my gosh. So here's the thing. Coming up at the end of March, I am going to be gone for a week, which includes uh, two Saturdays. And Saturdays are when we generally record the podcast. And Careful, s- don't tell anyone I'm going to be home alone. Uh, that's true, because, well, you might not be. Might have somebody break in. You've got the two big dogs, and who knows what kind of company you might have while I'm gone. But what we're going to do is some at some point over the course of the next couple of weeks before I leave... We're going to use, uh, we're going to do a, a show kind of comprised of a lot of those Q&As that we got uh, in the mail or in the emails 
for the podcast. So we're going to have kind of a probably what will be primarily a, a email centered question and answer kind of situation. So we don't know when it's going to happen yet. So if you want to participate. And I thought this is a really good idea because I kept seeing the emails come in. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I'm like, oh, oh, we're not going to have time. <coughs> We're going to run out of time. Yeah, it could it could be a long show. So that's that's what we're going to do. So we'll have one kind of uh, in the can that we can release on what probably the 19th is when that one will go up. And uh, so we're going to hang on to those. But when Mike leaves me when I leave, because I'm going to be going to Arizona with my father and my uncle. We're going to go watch some baseball spring training in Arizona. Going to be a good time. So we are still going to do the drawing. And again, the drawing will be for the 21 color neck nat kit hat kit on a string knit kit on a string i think that's where that came from the wool stock um by blue sky fibers yep and so what we will do is we've got uh overall we've got 10 total entries and so i have set up at random.org a uh, random number generator so it's going to generate one random integer between the numbers of one and ten and whatever this comes up with will be the winner of the 21 color hat kit. So you ready, Elisa? Should we I'm get numbers? Hardly uh, handled the excitement. All right. So we got, uh, let's see, who, who have we? we have Jane and Micah and Jennifer and Becky and Stacy and Carolyn and Jocelyn. We got a whole crew of people that are in, in the running for this Yay! 21 color hat kit. So thank you all for sending in yep. those questions. We will get to them. We're not ignoring them. We will answer them. It just won't be today. So here we go. We're going to get numbers. And the number is five. Five. Who is it? It's Jane. (laughs) So Jane, uh, by sheer odds of the draw, Jane, uh, Dane won. She had questions in every week. She had knitting canoes, all kinds of good stuff. So Jane, we will be in touch with you, or you may be in touch with us one way or the other. Who knows? Uh, For that 21 color hat kit, congratulations. Thank you for sending in all kinds of great material for us to talk about. And Jane always sends stuff in, so she just continued with what she was normally doing. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. She just sent some additional emails in. Awesome. Thank you. So we'll be in touch on that one. So even though the uh, contest is over, still definitely send us questions, comments, all that kind of good stuff. Podcast at lisatheyarnista.com. Give us something to talk about, especially for our upcoming kind of... uh, well, Emergency March is going to be a crazy month, but we may end up doing, well, we'll do something again sometime. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. All right. So now. We've got some time for some knitting canoes. And the first one, coincidentally, or not, coincidentally, was sent in by Jane. And uh, this one is, uh, you'll never guess how one 12-year-old boy is helping the homeless. And actually, considering you're listening to a knitting podcast, you might be you able might to guess. Maybe something to do with knitting. Yeah, you, you, might, you might have some uh, guess or clue as to what this young boy is doing to uh, help people. So 12-year-old Jahir Moore, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Jahir Moore from Jersey City, New Jersey, loves fashion design and crocheting. He spends so much time crocheting that he ended up creating piles of scarves, headbands, and blankets, more than he needed, so he decided to give back. And... Uh, so he gives to homeless shelters, hospitals for babies. And speaking of Joanne's stores, Joanne heard about what uh, Jahir was up to and decided to help uh, to help him pursue his fashion and philanthropy dreams by surprising him with a $5,000 gift card. So here's a 12-year-old kid with a $5,000 gift card to Joanne. He's going to go in there and go crazy. He is going to work for every penny of that getting his stuff in there, though. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but he's getting But that is super stuff. cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's a very nice thing of them uh, to do for him. And this is on, uh, was it Rachel Ray? He was on Rachel Ray's show a little while ago with him and his mom. And uh, they talked about it. They presented the gift card. And apparently he's got, I didn't, he's got some sort of a fashion show coming up that he's got, like, designs and things that he has done that oh, are in his show. So he's on top of it. This 12-year-old kid, he knows what he's doing. And he's he, he's uh, he's got a career path ahead of him. I want to see the. I love Rachel Ray. She she, yeah. she she makes everybody like. Even if you're not interested in what she's like showing you, you're enthusiastic because she is like. She's got some energy. So excited about it. Yeah, I don't know. This wheel has been spinning for the last couple hours. I don't know why that's <laughs> happening, but 
I don't think we're getting any. Video. I don't think we're gonna get the video. So I as always, I yeah. will post the Canadian Canoes down below the uh, podcast player. So if you want to try to watch this video and read more about you here, that will be there as well. Oh, what do we got here? So, thought, oh my gosh, I thought this was appropriate considering we we can we cover a lot of a lot of. Uh, Stories on Canadian Canoes about people knitting sweaters and clothes for various animals, whether it's birds or goats or elephants or penguins or whatever the case might be. This story kind of addresses some of that with some very interesting information. The headline is, are we knitting too many tiny sweaters for animals? I think my first, my my response to that is no, we're definitely not. It depends on which ones are getting the attention. Yeah, oh, they're chicken it, sweaters, too. I chicken, guess that would be birds. Sure. Well, chickens are definitely birds. So this is interesting because it kind of goes back into some of the uh, history of clothing animals and, and some of that kind of stuff. Um, we are not lucky enough to have animals that need to be clothed. I mean, they, yeah, they, no, they come fully clothed. They're, they don't get cold. Yeah. You can tell a lot about a society by what its animals are wearing. Although it's not clear exactly when people began clothing their furry companions, odds are good that the first instances were utilitarian. There's evidence that Mesopotamian soldiers forged armor for their horses as far back as 2600 BC, a trend that eventually spread to Greece and Rome. In Victorian times, as animals went from useful tools to beloved family members, Socialites enjoyed dressing up their cats and dogs as ladies and gentlemen. And in hedonistic 1960s, American media prankster Alan Abel got a lot of traction out of the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals, a satirical movement that aimed to put clothes on every wild beast in the name of morality. So there's a lot of information. Here's a really long article with some very interesting stories. We've got, you know, the, the, uh, they talk about when... Um, uh, like oil cleanups and things like mm-hmm. that, where they put the the sweaters and things on the birds to to help them with those situations, and on <laughs> the penguins, like bottle, they look like bottle koozies. <laughs> yeah, on the penguins, they're super cute. I like the one with the fish bones. Oh, I didn't even see that one. But then and there's the, one with the, the elephant. We talked about that. We, we got the. I think we got that article from Jane and then uh, Diane. Yeah. Um, from Illinois, actually mailed us the physical article, yeah. which was that's always fun. A couple weeks ago, so we got yeah. uh, talk about elephants. So it's kind of funny that we have covered pretty much everything in this story on the show. Well, thank here. you, everyone. Oh, and what's her name? Uh, Rhea is the name of this little bird. There's others. Yeah. That are kind of I like, but, yeah. The is that the one that we were talking about before? That that's yeah. very likely. Yeah, they started posting pictures of her. Yeah, so yeah, so knitting a sweater for one of these creatures or an oily penguin or a cold elephant can be seen as a fuzzy way of saying sorry. That it plays great on Instagram is just a bonus. So again, I will post that down below for everybody to kind of see. Getting some interesting history information, but also some just super cute pictures of, of random animals wearing sweaters, well, which is always good. The um, the the first collection from Blue Sky Fibers for the wool stock, one of the patterns is a it's a sweater for a dog. It's a dog sweater, like sized yeah. little to like. I mean, it would fit either one of our dogs. Hmm. I'm not making our dogs sweaters because they don't. They would. Melt. That would be like me knitting myself a sweater because they're human sized. That dogs. would be mean. Adult sized dogs. Yeah. I don't think Logan would be a fan of that, being swaddled in a sweater. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And so the final story that we have today that I thought was interesting, it seems kind of like a throwaway thing that uh, you probably wouldn't generally look at. But first of all, this is like the busiest website I think I've ever seen. There is so much advertising. Holy cow. And posting for other stories and things like that. But. Usually there's, like, one column. There's, like, one column on one side and then, like, two on the other. And, like, apparently baby seats are really popular. Uh, apparently on uh, newsandstar.co.uk, people need baby seats at uh, Maxi Cozy. Oh, Maxi Cozy. Are they called car seats? Baby seats? I don't know. It's a seat for a baby in a car. Yeah, they're car seats, looks like. Huh. So... Popular Cumbrian knitting shop to shut after 35 years. And I thought this was interesting because it's something you don't really think about, or at least I haven't. That uh, is uh, Gwyneth Salvage. She's the owner of this yarn or this uh, knitting shop in, where is she? Uh, Duke Street. Where? where? Oh, Cumbrian. Cumbrian. In Cumbria, yeah. So she's out on Duke Street. So it's going up, for, going up for auction apparently. So she must own the building. It sounds like uh, on April thirteenth, bringing to we should we should move to Cumbria, move Cumbrian, 
Cumbria. It's Cumbrian. She's a Cumbrian from Cumbria. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that what Blue Sky or uh, uh, Fiber Company's yarn is named after then? Probably. Probably, yeah. Cumbria. Is it Cumbria? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but she's closing it for 35 years. Um, and she's reluctantly, ste- she's 59. She's reluctantly stepping down it uh, due to ill health, but will take many happy memories with her. So basically she's been battling cancer for the last few years, it sounds like. she's um, She decided she's going to retire and enjoy her retirement and kind of step away from the business side of things. Um, and she's got some interesting thoughts and interesting uh, uh I got interesting thoughts on kind of her time with the knitting shop, but she says, when you start, you, th- you never think you'll have to finish the, uh, the business is 12 months younger than my youngest child. And it's like a third baby. It's such a wrench to finish. I see people who have never done anything coming in with their first item, first item. And I guide them. It's nice. I've got people who used to come in and now they're come Now they're bringing their kids in. She added a happily throw away the paperwork. Uh, I'd happily throw I'd happily throw the paperwork out of the window, but I'm still running the shop. You'd natter with people, and that's what she says too. It seems like people probably come in more for the nattering and the conversation and the socializing than the knitting, but obviously that's a big part of it too. Unfortunately, running like owning a yarn shop is not knitting all the time. No, of course not. It's the paperwork and the yeah, but it's the pure joy of working with people. And I mean, I've seen. Well, I'll tell you. I'll let you finish. And I have. Yeah, I've I've seen so many people like grow up, like um, our. Uh, oh, and I had something I was gonna, I was gonna jot it down and I forgot about it. Um, our uh, Kimberly, that um, has been coming in for, she's been coming in since she was thirteen, twelve or thirteen or fourteen, hmm. and she keeps winning like a state like oh, wool yeah. competitions, and it has been amazing to see her grow up. And she came in yesterday. <laughs> With um, probably a seven and an eight year old and somebody else, and it is so because she's she's all grown up. She's gone to school to be a dental hygienist, and um, she's uh, now teaching the younger generation to knit. And it's just very cool. It's very cool. I mean, we used yeah. to go out to like we used to go to out to the, the Dodge County Fair and look at her and her brother's stuff because mm-hmm. they were they were always winning because they were so good. Yeah. Um, but they were like she was like fourteen. But yeah, it's cool that she's passing it on now, and it's just yeah, it's it's weird. One are are you know people that had kids now they're graduating from high school and sure yeah yeah so yeah you get to it's it it it, it's an interesting I think it's a very interesting um, retail business. Yeah, I mean if you're lucky enough to be around for any any length of time, I don't think I want to be around for 35 years because that would make old old. But you never know that that may happen. Which, if you can make it thirty five years, maybe uh, don't don't look that at the the gift. It's not really a gift horse. It's something you're working for. But that that's uh, it's a long time to have a small business in operation. I think, especially in a niche market. Yeah, we've got seven years, and I think that's pretty good. So hopefully, we can keep that going for another. another yeah, I suppose thirty to put us around seventy. That uh, that'd be okay. Let's shoot for nah. twenty and see where that gets us. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be working. At I don't 70. want to be working Although, at seventy. That's probably what's going to happen, unless you go to lisathearnista.com or go to patreon.com. And <laughs> You're adorable. Pay five dollars per month and help us out by watching the video version. So anyway, that's. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the Canadian cool. canoes, and I think at that point we can probably bind off the uh, episode number seventy nine as a whole. Um, like I said. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, help us out with that episode. We may record tomorrow. We may record a week from now. Who knows? Um, send us an email, podcast at com. We will read it, whether it's on that show or a different one. Yep. We'll take a look at those. Um, if you want to find out what Elisa is doing between now and next week when the next episode comes out, make sure you go to com up in the upper right-hand area-ish. We've got all of the social media stuff up there. We've got Facebook and Ravelry and Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. And I've been a total slacker. And Lisa's slacking, so there's not much to see no, I've there. I've been busy. I'm not I'm not a slacker by nature, so yeah, it's just been really busy. Just those those pieces of it. Yeah. So you can go there and follow that. Um, if uh, for those of you who are patrons on Patreon, stick around. We'll have a few minutes probably after the show. The after show, if you will. Um, if you would like Fancy. to if you would like to have access to the after show. 
Go to patreon.com slash lisa for $5 a month. You'll gain access to the video version of the podcast. You can see that each and every week, generally uh, before it goes up on the audio version on Sundays. So and you can the see pre-show. Because there's yeah, pre-show as pre-show, well. Pre-show, post-show, after-show stuff. Um, and at some point, hopefully, we'll have some other content in there uh, as well. But for now, it's that, which... From what I've heard, people seem to be enjoying it, so that's cool. Yes, thank you. And then, uh, is there anything else? I think we're done. I don't know. I feel like you're out of breath. I need a drink of water. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm feeling no. good. I got energy. I'm good. I'm I'm going to finish this last round of decreases, and we'll talk a little bit, and then I'm going to go make some uh, cashew dip and some uh, Cuban pork tacos. and Cool. Yeah. So I, Fire up the Instant Pot. I'm ready to go eat. So I think with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up and bind it off. We done? Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Stan Sitwell's always had a wild hair to buy this business. It's the only hair he's got. What? He's an alpaca. He has alopecia.